Our next guest, we're heading up to Chicago. I told him this yesterday. Now, Ryan Porth, who's going to join us, he's got a wealth of sports knowledge, Justin. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I said to him in a text yesterday, I said, you know, when I think of Chicago, I think of probably the best film producer, in my opinion, ever, who was from Chicago, John Hughes. Okay. May he rest in peace. Okay. A lot of big hits. Of course, I'm an 80s guy, right? Mm-hmm. There was a lot of hits in the 80s from John Hughes and 90s. Okay. That's just my opinion. Yeah, sure. And Ryan said I, I had to Google him. He had to Google <laughs> who John Hughes was. I just felt so old. I really did. <laughs> now Ryan Porth joins us from 670 The Score up in Chicago. Ryan, what's going on? Oh, nothing much. You know, I've I've enjoyed a lot of John Hughes movies over the years, just not knowing it was John Hughes nor that he was from Chicago. Yeah. If you notice, so. I mean, think about Ferris Bueller's Day Off, The Breakfast Club. Chicago. I mean, it's Chicago, 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 Chicago. Chicago, Chicago. <laughs> I mean, the Christmas, va- uh, Christmas Vacation, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Planes, Trains, Automobiles, yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. There's a reason, because I've watched documentaries on him. He he. They were like, come on out to Hollywood. Do it out here. And he's like, nah. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. How about I do it in Chicago? Stay right here. Where I live. That's why. That's why a lot of famous movies out of Chicago. You know, we ended the show yesterday with a quote that was on your station yesterday coming from Patrick Mahomes Sr. about the 2017 draft. And, boy, that was painful just to read. We weren't, you know, we were not privy to that interview. How did that go over in your market? And and fill in our audience on what happened. All right. So Patrick Mahomes drafted 10th overall in the 2017 NFL draft uh, by the Kansas City Chiefs. Pat Mahomes Sr. came on yesterday on Parkinson Spiegel here on 670 to score and stated that he and Patrick and the family fully expected the Chicago Bears to draft Patrick Mahomes third overall in the 2017 draft that the bears told Mahomes that they would draft him third overall in the draft. And we all know what happened. Mitch Trubisky goes second overall to the bears after they traded up uh, from three to the second overall. And we all know how those two careers have panned out. Patrick Mahomes is arguably the greatest that we've seen uh, just from a talent perspective uh, at the quarterback position and Mitch Trubisky uh, well, he's on his third NFL team already, and he'll probably double that by the end of his career. So, um, yeah, those comments didn't go over so well, and it's not something that was necessarily new. Um, there was a report back in 2020 that came out saying that, you know, not as direct and not from this exact source that the Bears had, had told Mahomes that they were planning to, uh, to draft him or that he was their top quarterback but this is from the quarterback's father's mouth that the, that the Bears told Patrick Mahomes in the pre-draft process that they would take him and that Mahomes was expecting it. And then and also Mahomes wanted to be a Bear. Oh. Pat Mahomes Sr. Oh, saying boy. yesterday that uh, his son wanted to be a Bear going into the draft. And uh, when, when the Chiefs played the Bears for the first time, after that draft, I think it, that game was in 2020, uh, Patrick Mahomes counting uh, up to 10 after a touchdown pass, uh, which was the uh, the number pick that he was uh, selected with in 2017. 
uh, kind of mocking the uh, the draft process and um, you know really rubbing it in their face. So uh, it's it's a sore subject still to this day because the Bears, quite frankly, have never had a star franchise quarterback, and we're watching in front of our eyes Patrick Mahomes do uh, some ungodly things every single week. Yeah, were the Chicago police watching that cold lake to make sure people weren't jumping into it? Bears fans after hearing that interview. Because like you said, it's not exactly new news, but when it's coming from the ultimate horse's mouth, like you just you talk about ripping open, you know, a scab or a wound, reopening it. That would be it yesterday. Oh, uh, 1000%. And Danny Parkins and Matt Spiegel, the uh the afternoon co-hosts of the show after uh after Pat Mahomes senior was detailing all of this. Uh you could just see on the on the video stream feed that we had, they were just dying inside, and they were audibly just just beside themselves that uh, that the Bears had had told Mahomes that they would take him at number three, and instead they ended up with Mitch Trubisky. And I think I think the wound would be a, a little deeper if not for you know a highlight reel season from Justin Fields. You know, still the jury is is out on Justin Fields and whether or not he'll ever be a, a true franchise quarterback. But there is at least some hope with Justin Fields that they never had with, uh, with Mitch Trubisky here. But still, you're talking about one of the all-time greats in NFL history that should have been uh, playing at Soldier Field for the last five seasons. As we laughed yesterday, not only did they not take Mahomes, don't forget they also passed on Watson, too. Which, That's why I can't get oh, over. Which I know, you I know, can't forgive we, that. we've learned things about Deshaun, but I'm saying just go back to that yeah, time. Yeah, they yeah. passed over both of those guys. Yes. To trade up yeah. to get Trubisky. <laughs> Yikes. To, to get a guy who started for, what, one one year, maybe a little bit more at North Carolina and was really kind of a, a combine uh, guy who really broke out and didn't really fly up draft boards until then. Yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely a sore subject in this city that they've never had that true quarterback. Let me ask you this real quick, just because this happened, and um, I w- I'm just curious how it's perceived in your market. The passing of Bobby Bobby Hull. I don't need to go through his resume as a hockey player. It was unbelievable, right? Hockey Holly, Hall of Fame through and through, right? As a human being, yeah, mm. not so much. Not so much. There's a lot of stuff we'll say so how did you guys because he spent so much time as a member of the Blackhawks how how did you guys choose to I guess talk about Bobby Hall well the shows uh, on the air yesterday and a little bit today have not really celebrated him Um, you know as David Hall from our morning show so eloquently put it uh, this morning saying he was a near nearly flawless hockey player, but he was a highly flawed man. And I couldn't think of a, a better way to put it. Um, you know, he was, he was a wife beater. He, he made some just awful comments in Moscow uh, newspapers back in the nineties. And um, the Blackhawks still ran him out as a, as a representative of the organization for many years, I think all the way up until you know, these last couple of years, um, you know, he was kind of a spokesperson and a, you know, a representative of the of the team and the franchise. Um, but yeah, it, the past is something that you cannot look look past. Um, you know, off the ice. And yeah, it, it's 
we didn't have as a station one guest on to hmm. to highlight his career. The the guests, or, or I should say, the the hosts handled it all themselves and had some some transparent conversations on the air about why they're not going to celebrate. Um, you know, him being one of the you know st- statistically one of the the greatest hockey players uh, because all of that good on the ice has been tarnished by all the, the off-ice transgressions. Since we're on the hockey subject, I've, we've talked about this on the show, and I've even brought this up, and um, Justin was a witness to one of my dear friends who is in works in the NFL arguing that teams don't tank. And I said, oh, no, sir. I respectfully disagree. Teams do tank for players. Uh, you know, speaking of that, are the Blackhawks going to trade Kane and Taze at the deadline? And when is uh, Connor Bernard, Bedard Day? When do they celebrate that in Chicago? <laughs> well, I don't know if enough people in the city know who Connor Bedard is. Really? Uh, so I don't think he's. No. Oh, not a totally. Um, yeah. Absolutely. The, huh. I mean, th- this is here in the last five minutes is the most. Uh, hockey talk that I've heard uh, <laughs> on either 670 The Score or wow. or WNSR in the last you know 12 months. Okay, uh, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I would guess Patrick Kane is a lot more likely to get traded than Jonathan Taves, uh, and I I'm kind of rooting personally for it to go right up to the deadline because the day after the NHL trade deadline, which is March 3rd. Uh, March 4th, the Nashville Predators are here in Chicago. And uh, I've got tickets to that game. And I would love to see what uh, what the pulse is like in that building the day after mm. they trade away one, if not both, of their franchise players that won three cups with them. Uh, obviously, the, the franchise is in a completely different state now than what it was when they won those Stanley Cups. But I mean, Kane and Taves are two of the only reasons why Blackhawks fans really have to, to go to United Center to watch any game. Um, so I'm, I'm very interested to see if, uh, if those go right up to the deadline. Um, and honestly, I've, I've kind of chuckled to myself here in the last month or so because they've started winning games after going for a long stretch of losing every game and losing every game badly. Uh, they're kind of playing themselves out of having the – the the top percentage for for the lottery uh come june so i'll be interested to see if here in here in february they go back into the tank uh, before the trade deadline right it's good talk to you um i've been listening to uh 670 since the wmaq days if you can find anybody in the Uh building who still remembers that um (laughs) but i know it's been a long time ago uh so it's, it's good to talk to you sir I wanted to ask you about uh, what the uh, two football franchises in town for our, our cities have in common, the Titans and the Bears. They are both looking at stadium projects, although they are looking at them in very, very different ways. The Titans looking at public money uh, to build a brand-new dome here right next to the current stadium, where the Bears, in the meantime, are looking at building a brand-new dome way out of town. Uh, can you talk to me about the reaction from Bears fans about the potential of this team moving out of Soldier Field? Yeah, it's obviously been been mixed. Um, you know, you have a lot of people who are in the inner part of Chicago around the loop. 
that go to Soldier Field every Sunday for, for Bears games. And now they would be expected to hop on a, on a train line to go out to Arlington Heights, which is probably about, you know, a 45-minute drive on a game day, maybe 30 Ooh. minutes if you're lucky, but 30, 45 minutes. Uh, out of town. So be like going uh, to, to Spring Hill or be going to Murfreesboro from Nashville. Yeah, yeah, I'd say I'd say that's pretty accurate. And if you've been to Boston, it's probably Boston to Foxborough, something mm. uh, of that ilk. But, you know, a lot of the big cities are doing this, Boston with Foxborough. Um, you know, the, the new uh, Rams and Chargers Stadium isn't in downtown L.A. It's out in Inglewood. Um, you know, you think of Meadowlands for for the Jets and Giants. So this is not uncommon for big market teams to to do this. And, you know, the biggest benefit to the Bears to doing this is that it would be their own stadium. The Soldier Field uh, property is owned by the city of Chicago. So Mm -hmm. the Bears don't really benefit from all the stadium or, excuse me, from all the concerts that are at Soldier Field Mm -hmm. or the alcohol sales or things like that. And Soldier Field, I've been to uh, a, a few events there here in the in the last year or so, and it's a fine stadium, but it's definitely it's definitely unique in the in the sense that they've done a lot of renovating to it. Obviously, they they kicked the Bears out for a couple of years down to uh, Champaign to uh, to renovate Soldier Field and make it what it is today. But it's the smallest stadium capacity wise in the National Football League, and you go out to Arlington Heights and make it a a huge development with a stadium and a sports book and a bar scene and you know there's a there's a train line that has a stop right there at the property that the team has already purchased uh it is an absolute no-brainer for the bears to uh to do this and go out to arlington heights they'd have all the big events just like nashville would you know chicago would get a super bowl they'd get the final four they'd get uh all the the big events that you expect in a uh in a dome dome stadium that they can't get right now for obvious reasons. I guess 670 score is probably going to talk about this, and we're getting ready to talk about it. Looks like there's breaking news in the NFL, Ryan. Schefter's reporting that the Broncos have found their next head coach. The Broncos have found their next head coach. Is it Sean Payton? It is. Oh, wow. It is. Okay. Board. Yep. Okay. Guess you got some work to do on your station. We're going to start. I guess so. Yep. Hey, we appreciate the visit, visit in all sincerity. Um, we'll talk to you down the road. Thanks for doing this. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. Darren, Justin, good to talk to you guys. That is Ryan Porth, 670 the score up in Chicago. And, yes, Adam Schefter is reporting that the Saints and Broncos are finalizing compensation 